tonight is a big night for sky watchers if if the clouds part let's keep our fingers crossed uh according to the forecast none of this may matter but um we have the full moon tonight and as you know we can't just have full moons anymore we, we've abandoned that uh, recently we now need to have super moons and blood moons and wolf moons and harvest moons and tonight we're going to be treated to a full blood beaver moon i don't know I don't know why it's called all of those things, but that's what it is. Uh, in addition to this, uh, and really kind of special, this will be the last full lunar eclipse that will happen for the next few years. Like, you won't see this again until, I think, 2025? Let's find out for sure. We're going to chat with Orbax, who is a science communicator in the Department of Physics at the University of Guelph. Orbax, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. No problem. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Not bad. I'm really hoping that the sky is clear because it sounds like it's going to be quite a night for sky watchers. It really will. I mean, like you had mentioned, it's your last chance to get that lunar eclipse in until March of 2025. So uh, we, we've got to hope. Fingers crossed for no clouds. <laughs> okay. A lunar eclipse. First of all, describe the science. What's happening? That's basically the Earth casting a shadow on the moon? It is. So in a solar eclipse, what happens is that the moon moves between the sun and the earth. But in a lunar eclipse, the reason we see a full moon is because the sun's light reflects off the moon's face, and we see that big round moon in the sky. But uh, every once in a while, it lines up such that the earth's shadow actually occludes that light from getting to the moon. So that's what we end up seeing. Now, the reason they call it a blood moon, yeah. as you mentioned before, is that when the light from the sun passes through the earth's atmosphere, it gets scattered. And as it turns out, only the red light actually bathes the full moon in color. So when you see a lunar eclipse, what we're seeing is the red light that gets scattered and actually hits the moon. Gotcha. Okay, there you go. That makes sense. Now, here's one I was wondering, and I'm sure there's a simple answer that's eluded me. When, why are they so irregular and so rare? Like, why are we talking 2025? If, if our Earth is in an orbit mm -hmm. and the moon is in an orbit, why doesn't this happen every time they go past each other? Well, here's the thing is that not only do the, uh, the, do the orbits of the Earth and the Moon not always line up, but I mean, it's not always going to be nighttime for us when this happens. Okay. So it's, it, it's offset just enough. It's kind of like, uh, to use an analogy, it's kind of like when you're washing your windshield wipers in front of you while you're driving to work and they flip back and forth and every once in a while the two of them actually line up so they're going in time. Yeah. Or they're on That's the beat of the song on the radio. Yeah, exactly. And then they kind of split apart for a while, and then they come back, and then it's like another 10 minutes, and they come back. It's kind of like that. We're so closely attuned with this position in the sky that it's, it just slightly offsets a little bit. And on average, it's about every one and a half to two years that you see this. But we've been lucky this year. We had one in May, and now we've got this one in November. And other lunar eclipses will be able to be seen on different parts of the globe. But for us in North America, we're not going to be able to see another total lunar eclipse until March 2025. Gotcha. Now, the one tonight is supposed to last for a few hours, right? So walk us through because it changes as it progresses, right? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. Now, this is going to be early in the morning. I'm, I'm located in Ontario, so we get it right before sunrise. Uh, but for you in mountain time, you're going to start to see a shadow on the moon from the Earth at about 2 a.m., just after 2 a.m. Okay. if the skies are clear. Now, what it'll look like is it'll look like a little bite taken out of the moon, just kind of what you would picture even in a solar eclipse, just a bit of a shadow on the surface of the moon. It won't be until about 3.16 a.m. mountain that you actually see the full eclipse. So what happens is that that shadow will continue to grow and encompass the moon. Very briefly, it'll be just super dark. And then almost immediately after that, it'll turn red. So you'll see a red-orange moon from about quarter after three to about 20 to five. 
So anywhere between that time, you should be able to look up and still see a somewhat dimmer illumination of the moon, but it, it completely in red. Okay. Um, yeah. And then about five, uh, it'll leave that region at about quarter to five, and then about 10 to six, you'll, it'll go back to being a normal full moon. Okay. So your best time mountain is about two hours Probably in. So 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Your best time. Yeah. And then if you miss so it tonight, either stay up late or get up super early. <laughs> <laughs> and if you miss it tonight, you're looking at a, at a three year wait almost, right? Two and a half yeah, years. Yeah. Pretty near. Yeah. Two and a half years until the next one. So, or you could go to somewhere else on the planet and potentially see it. So <laughs> it's up to you, but you can either wait it off. But yeah, we were, uh, you know, the, the cloud uh, cover is, is the number one yeah. enemy of any sort of stargazing. And it was unfortunate because the one in May, we sat out here in my backyard and I was waiting for it all to clear. And I had all my friends texting me pictures of this nice blood red moon. And as soon as it was about to happen, clouds <laughs> moved over and wouldn't break up. So I'm going to get up the extra couple hours early and try to catch it this time. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're supposed to be down around minus 20 tonight with clouds. So uh, fingers crossed that the forecast changes drastically <laughs> or we're going to have to wait for three years. <laughs> In, but in, in other news, you know, uh, NASA does often live stream these. If you go to the NASA website and you want to catch it after the fact or while it's happening, they'll often live stream them from different ob- observatories across the face okay. of the Okay. There you go. So, so you're not completely shut up. Yep, exactly. And the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada has uh, groups everywhere across the entire country. And if you're looking for other stargazers, it's a worthwhile thing to try to connect with them. And they can connect you with other people in your region who have telescopes, binoculars, things like that, that might be able to go out and uh, have a better chance at seeing it up in the sky. Very cool. Great stuff. Orbex, thank you so much for your time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.